Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Gareth Bagley makes a welcome return to Sport HQ. We catch up with Not Fast Dave and to complete our set of running clubs, we talk to Lynn Bobe, the first strider to complete the alphabet of part runs. And you must remember, there's no X in the alphabet of part runs. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith, and, and on FM and DAB, this is Radio New at Sport. And we begin with the New York Lawn Tennis Club's ladies' second team and their celebration of fantastic debut season in Division D of the Knotts LTA Short Format League, having won all six of their matches and topping the table on 12 points. Bragging rights there because the men, well, it's not such good news. They suffered a defeat at Raven's Ed. Saturday saw round six of the Knotts Cyclocross League at Chilwell and Zoe Codd once again made a top ten finish and fourth overall in her category. She then followed this one up on Sunday in round four of the Leicestershire League held at Presswold Airfield with a third in her category and another tenth overall. In a season of mixed fortunes, stock car ace Dave Sharp battled and raced well finishing in a credible 26th place in the national points table out of 60 drivers and in 8th place out of 34 in the white and yellow championships and I still don't understand that but the good news is Dave and Marilyn are in the studio next week to once again try and explain it to me Central Midlands League side Claycross Tan are the only Step 7 side still left in the FA Vars after what has got to go down as a fantastic victory last night over what I think is a very good Sherwood Colliery side. 3-1 to Clay Cross. That is an absolute cracking result and a credit to the Central Midlands. And we're going to go a bit further afield to Yorkshire. Two-time Olympic champion Nicola Adams has retired from boxing over first she could lose her sight. The 37-year-old became the first female Olympic champion when she won gold at London in 2012 and then she retained her flyweight title in 2016 and more from Tony on that one in a minute and more from Tony on the fact that Exeter Chiefs executive Tony Ralph thinks that Saracens should be relegated for breaching salary cap rules he has a point he definitely has a point isn't there a place called Zante X a-N-T-E Well maybe there is a place but probably don't have a park run <laughs> Well they ought to start one up because that would complete the alphabet Well where is Zantate with an X then? I'm not very good at geography but I've heard of it <sighs> So it's not a song? No um, I, can tell you a, I can tell you a geography story one day No we haven't got time unfortunately um, It's very funny Clay Cross, that beating Sherwood Colliery is one heck of a result Clay Cross is Derbyshire isn't it? Yes 
You see, that well, geography teacher didn't know everything. No. But basically, that's a belting result because that would have been a shoo-in for Sherwood Colliery, surely. I bet that's what Sherwood Colliery thought as well. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's an incredible result. Which goes to prove, don't get too excited about going to AFC Mansfield. No, I'm not forgetting. Nothing that. is a gimme anymore. Nothing could get me excited about going to Mansfield. Well, no, that's, this is true. Um, they now face a probably even more daunting prospect of possibly a trip to South Normanton. We've still got to play their match against Rothwell, but South Normanton are favourites to, to win it, so it'll be South Normanton against Clay Cross in the next round of the Vars. And you've just told me not to count my chickens. And that's... <laughs> and, and, but that's Dearing a, me. Double standards. That's another cracker, isn't it? I mean, if that is the case, South Normanton and Clay Cross, if, if my oh, job wow, is yeah. anything right, <laughs> are, you could basically throw a stone. That's a local derby, yeah. Isn't it just? Um... Yeah. Nicola Adams, she was basically uh, told bless, that if yeah. she doesn't stop boxing, um, it could lead to irreparable damage and permanent vision loss. So, mm. clever lady that she is has said, OK, whoa, that's enough. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's tremendously sad. Uh, she's a Leeds lass and, um, you know, comes across as a lovely, lovely character. Like I've been saying all week... Persona in front of the TV cameras wins you thousands of fans. And she, um, she, she, she almost. She, she's brilliant. She started her professional career late, but she almost. If she started female boxing now, she would be a world superstar, wouldn't she? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah, she? Because yeah. female boxing is, is sort of. She was more or less a trailblazer yeah. in the sport. And, yeah. and, and, and as I say, wonderful personality, and she's going to have a tremendous media career, so she doesn't need to go impair a sight for life. But it's, 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 treme it's one of those sports where, unfortunately, it's part and parcel of it is getting banged in the head. And, uh, you know, basically, if it's found out, it's, it, it just smacks of um, Nina to me, Nina Bradley. Mm -hmm. You know, a woman at the height of her powers, or a sports person at the height of their powers, has to pack in because of the danger inherent in the sport in which they exist. Tremendously sad. Exeter Chiefs <laughs> top man Tony Rowe uh, has said that Saracen should be relegated. Is he related to Robert Wildman? Because that sounds like sitting on the fence in the, t in the extreme to me. We, for a number of years, <laughs> have suspected they've been infringing a salary cap, but I don't think the penalty is severe enough. You take away 35 <laughs> points this year, they could still be in the semi-finals and still end up at Twickenham in a Premiership final. Ask what would be fair punishment, Rowe said, Roll relegation. In professional sports in America, if you're in breach of the salary cap, you get thrown out completely. And you know what? I agree with him totally. Absolutely spot on, that man. The cap that runs Saracens apparently is a multi-millionaire, so five million quid is obviously not going to oh. break the bank, is it? No, oh, and, and um, it's, it's, it's a pity, really, that it didn't uh, involve racial abuse in that, otherwise it'd only been about 8,000, wouldn't it? Well, yes, <laughs> that's but, true, but, yes. But honestly, I think they should be relegated if, if, the, if the salary cap is there for all and, and they've gone against it and cheated... Then, yeah, kick him out. If my memory serves me right, a few years ago, Manchester United, when they appeared in the World Club Championship, decided that they couldn't enter the FA Cup. Yeah. Because of their, um, too many matches. Yeah. Even though Jurgen Klopp says we cannot carry on like this, Liverpool are now playing two games in two, ga in two, two days. One squad is going to play in the Carabao Cup quarter-final mm. and the other squad is going to sun in themselves in, in Dubai or somewhere for the World Club Championships. Just saying, Manchester United pulled out the FA Cup, 
mm. Liverpool who I don't particularly like either are playing two games in two games with two two squads just saying and, and I think well done Liverpool but I think um, I think Manchester United have got an, or had an equally good squad where they could have done the same thing and it, it really surprises me when you've got if you've got uh, Mansfield Town and they're operating with 17 players in the squad then you can't play two games in two days if you've got 34 superb players across the board at your club even if it means bringing in reserve team lads mm. then crack on because they seem to do it often enough in the League Cup don't they yeah is that different to the Carabao Cup then? It's the same thing. <laughs> it's just a posh name. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just, you know, all clubs field reserve sides, all big clubs with field reserve sides in competitions they're not bothered about. It used to be just the League Cup, now it's the FA Cup as well, to their shame. So, quite right, they split up the squad and, and take one lot to, uh, is it Qatar? Just saying that the world's biggest club decided the FA Cup wasn't worth entering. <laughs> No, it's, it's just, I mean, it's just not going to turn into a Manchester United hate thing. Yes, which, it which, is. Which is standard for your side of the yes, studio, is. but, you know. I'm just saying, there's the difference. Well, that's the that's difference between Nottingham Forest supporters and football supporters in general. You can't have a conversation with Forest I'm fans just because saying, so there is a difference. Liverpool I'm are making... I'm going to mention two European Cups any second. <laughs> Liverpool are making every effort to fill the fixture. <laughs> the other club... <laughs> Walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it when Gareth comes in because he laughs at me gags. <laughs> yeah, just a point last night. <clears throat> um, you said uh, you disappointed Pellegrini hadn't learnt the language. Was that English no, or Yorkshire? That, 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 that was Bielsa. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I thought it was Pellegrini. No, no, it, it's Pellegrini conducts uh, interviews in English. It was, it was a Leeds United manager, Bielsa, who uh, really hasn't made an effort whatsoever in all um, time. He's been and here. apparently it was the 1999-2000 season, Manchester United did, did, did not defend the FA Cup. I can't read you the next bit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it from? Uh, uh, just moving, moving swiftly on. Let's name names. <laughs> moving swiftly on. <laughs> the FA was kissing Fergie's... Or worse to that effect. But it just proves once again that I'm right. And See you tomorrow night, Dave. Wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the National Cross Country event is held every year at Mansfield, the relays. Um, it's one of the big events in the running calendar. And um, it's sort of no surprise that Gareth's in tonight because these things are organised br- brilliantly by our our team in the background me um gareth first of all welcome back thank you for having me um how important is it that clubs like newark ac are represented at these national events even though it does mean going to big country golf it's uh, it's really good uh, really really important i mean uh, if all the uh, clubs the size of newark decide not to go uh, there's no competition, is there? Um, so, uh, for the first time ever, we uh, we managed to have three senior men's teams out, um, which is incredible. But uh, um, it's always a great day there. It was in a bit of doubt as to whether it was uh, whether it was going to be at uh, Mansfield this time due to the uh, the problems with the park when the when the uh, the, the the trustees were 
going to lock the gates and walk is this, away. Is this Berry Hill then? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But I think now that the uh, Mansfield Council have uh, taken on the responsibilities... I think they've all uh, made friends, haven't they, now? Uh, well, I don't th- I'm not sure whether you can make friends with the trustees, so... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get somebody in from Mansfield Athletic Club to discuss that one with you. In, 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 <laughs> interestingly enough, I got a message last night from from the group that had gone to watch the Clay Cross match, and they they picked this show up the other side of Mansfield, which is a worry. <laughs> where you have a go at Mansfield on a regular basis, I don't. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> but the fact that you got free adult. Yeah, teams out, and I want to come a little bit later to um, the movement of athletes between the clubs at the, at the moment. Have you ever known things looking so bright membership-wise for New York AC? You probably have, but it was a hell of a long time. Well, ago. yeah, I mean, back in the uh, back in the eighties. When the f- when the sort of run- running boom took off, we uh, w- we had a big uh, we had a big squad then, um, but uh, not of not of late, not in the last uh, ten fifteen years. Um, I mean, when I joined, it wasn't a big a big thing. I think I brought the numbers up to uh, running for the uh, on the men's side up to six. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> and we used to go to. Uh, Morton Hall every other uh, every other week in the winter to uh, race against the Borstal boys. So uh, you know, um, plus we used to do the other the, the the big events as well. But that was our sort of bread and butter uh, training stroke competition. I mean, obviously, like the um, the squash club on on the back of wonderful new facilities at the Sports and Fitness Centre. It, it is amazing how you can attract people if you've actually got something visible to offer them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say about the squash club. I mean, uh, at one time at the Grove, the only two sports that were recognised by the by Sean, the sports manager, was uh, hockey and uh, squash. And I think he had about nine squash courts built at one stage. It was at one stage, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah. And uh, and uh, a brilliant all-weather uh, hockey pitch to. Uh, for the uh, for the club from the east coast who uh, played there for uh, two seasons, I think, and uh, you ruined. Sound about, you sound as bitter as he <laughs> does, <laughs> and, ru- and, ru- and ruined an athletic facility. <laughs> <laughs> when, but when you say that you competed against Morton Hall, but was that cross country? Yeah, isn't it a bit dodgy? <laughs> <laughs> Letting lads out to run cross country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I'm just just thinking out loud. <laughs> 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 Why do you think they always won? Because <laughs> none of them came back. They, they turned right, won't all turn left. <laughs> we actually took some of them to Birmingham once. <laughs> Didn't bring them back, well, but you well, took them. Well, well, there's a story about that. It was, the, uh, it, it was the first time I'd ever run in the, the National Cross Country Championships. It was in 1972, and it was an absolutely horrendous day. And... Uh, <laughs> these lads, uh, there was about six of them had, had, uh, from, from Morton Hall had, had come to run for us in the in the junior competition and at the end of the day's racing uh, they were just getting everybody into a- any vehicle to get them away from the course back to the back to the school where we were changing and two of the lads said that it was the first time they'd ever been in a police car without having committed an offence. <laughs> <laughs> 
but, but I think if you were banged up and you were taken to an event in Birmingham, you'd want to come home, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. So, yeah. <laughs> the we've spoke to m- numerous about these facilities. Um I think they are absolutely spot on, aren't they? Oh, they're excellent facilities. Um and and and, and the big thing that's making the difference, maybe not seeing it in the in the turnouts as yet, but the big di- difference now is we've got facilities that we can use to coach people we've just had a guy um take his level two coaching uh certificates for uh throws we've got another lad who's who's now uh taking it on to uh to coach high jump we've got the long jump there as well and 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 the you know the the running uh the running groups i mean well, always the the track at the Grove was not a problem. It was 400 metres and you could train on it and thing. But <laughs> you didn't want to do any field events down there because it was just dangerous. So that's the big difference. And I think we'll see that in the next year to 18 months. We'll see the, the difference in people competing in the field events as well as the, uh, the running events. It's almost going to be a whole new set of problems for... Yeah, the management team, but uh, probably yeah. a set of nice problems. Yes, yeah. The 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 thing is to get the, uh, the the coaches in to to teach the kids, um, which is the thing about the athletic club is we have lots of kids, um, and so uh, that's that's a and you're going to have thing. an awful lot more with those. Yes, yes absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The other thing we're going to the other thing we're going to get Gareth to do tonight is because. Um, for the last couple of weeks on the Thursday night's football ball show, we've been talking memories. And tomorrow, if you're very, very lucky, it's going to be mine. Um, <laughs> again. Oh, um, tomorrow, <laughs> I meant to tell you. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that's one way of getting rid of yeah. you. Um, that's that's, so that's I've asked, I've asked, I asked Gareth before we come on here if he could have a little bit of a think um, for a couple of his memories tonight. So... Um, He's still pondering which ones are going to be the best ones. If it's anything like sort of helping Arthur Morton all <laughs> sort of escape, then uh, it should be it should be fun. But somebody who can't escape from us, and that's of course is Not Fast Dave, and he's coming up next. Not the busiest of weeks for Not Fast, but um, that doesn't mean to say Dave can have a week off because uh, that's when we challenge him to find something to talk about. Dave, it's all yours. Thanks, Mick. Yeah, it's been a. Um a very quiet week for the last weekend, actually. Just cover off the, the standards. So we had 28 club members at over six different park runs. Some good personal bests for a couple of our new club members, actually. Tony and Stevie Katsouris. Uh, the only key running result, really, from competitive running over the last weekend was uh, from the Three Rivers Challenge. That was um, at South Kine, near Sleaford. It was a 15-mile, mainly trail race along the River Slee, Skirth and Witham. And we had two members. We had Faye Parker and Claire Wood, and they completed in two hours 29 on the nose. And that is pretty much it for uh, for running reports for the last week, Mick. I, I know we've got um, a couple of races this weekend. Doncaster 10K, which I think is always a popular one. I think you get a pie at the end. Um, so the not fast members that will be running it are going to be very happy about that. If there's food involved, your lot's going to be there. 
Exactly that. Exactly that, Mick. Other than that, we've just got some of the standard races coming up over the next couple of weeks. It's coming into um, cross-country season towards the end of this year uh, in January, so I think people are starting to train a bit more trail off-road to get used to the cross-country that's coming up in January. Well, if they want to cross-country practice, it's perfect conditions for them. They're certainly going to have the mud. Isn't it just? It's um, it's just pretty red. It's only about a three-river challenge. I should think probably the three rivers will be joining into one. It's just a, a wide river challenge. That's what we'll name it next year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Dave, um, short and sweet, but thank you so much. Pleasure. Um, next week, I've got no doubt, they'll be reeling them off for about half an hour, but uh, that's what it's all about. Lovely. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks. Right, you didn't get a lot of thinking time there, Gareth, did you? For memory number one, we've asked Gareth to come up with three memories tonight. (laughs) One, something you took part in. That's going to be quite a challenge at his age. (laughs) 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 One, something you took part in. Something that happened when he was there watching. And one that he saw on TV. So which one do you want to go with first? Well, I think the, the, the favourite was a 20-mile race at Swinderby. Uh, You're back to Morton Hall again, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> that's that way on, isn't it? Um, racing against the, the club's best, and we'd gone through... We'd gone through 10 miles in under the hour, and we got to 12 or so miles, and I just... <coughs> I just turned to him and said, well, I don't know about you, Ian, but I'm going to have to pick the pace up here. It's a bit slow. And ran away from him and beat him by six minutes in the end. So that was that was my favourite. That's my favourite thing, to, sure, to have sure. beaten him. Uh, you know, yeah, that was that was a great day. Your favourite uh, your favourite race. So two more to come. Um, the one where he was there, which is going to be interesting because he's been <laughs> basically all over the world. <laughs> Um, officiating with athletics so um, it probably ended up back at Morton Hall again <laughs> um, and uh, the one that obviously like the rest of us he sat there and watched on television um, I've been trying to figure out how to word this one for a few days now I'm seeing um, some of the more competitive runners at Striders and not fast appearing in Newark AC colours. Now, I know this is something you've had, um, probably wrong to say, being your bonnet, but I know it's it's something that you felt very strongly about for a number of years, particularly the one that got away, Adam Holland. Mm. Um, but now, and again, I'm assuming it's on the back of the facilities, um, we're seeing some of the names move over and, and of course we've got to bring obviously the Newark Tri Club Newark Endurance Club in, in, comes into this equation as well there seems to be a lot of names appearing in different club colours or under different club banners so two questions Gareth how easy is it for an athlete to sort of move from one club to another because we know in football it's actually quite easy because you can sign for half a dozen different teams um and the question that I'm hoping I'm going to get right is, is it creating any bad feeling amongst the clubs in, in Newark? So, um, two questions there for you. No, Leave it to me. Well, the first one, these days it's very easy to move clubs. 
about a month. Uh, you just go online, uh, fill it all in, uh, goes off, you know, and it all goes through. Uh, the, in the good old days, it was it was nine months. It was to stop uh, the big clubs hoovering up all the best athletes from the smaller clubs. Um, times have changed. There's there's that many clubs about now. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't think we're any exception in Newark that we've got three clubs. But uh, I've always wanted these people to to come and run for the athletic club. But I've been very mindful <clears throat> that I didn't want the club to be seen to be poaching people. Uh, I've had a a little bit of uh, stick uh, from one or two quarters at the club for the softly, softly approach, uh, but it seems to be paying off. Now, this is all, since we moved to the new facilities, uh, Linton Taylor's dad, Bill, set up a, uh, a running group which was loosely based on Lincolnshire athletes and uh, with the encouragement of Becky Gallup the better athletes within within the Newark clubs and they've all started to train together and uh, they've obviously started talking to each other and right, hence me, they've moved just, over to us I'm going to try and try my best to keep up with this is the Newark Endurance Group a standalone club or is it part of Newark AC? no it's 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 <clears throat> it's a loose thing it's it's not a club it's not a club at all. It's a group of mates. It's just, a, it's, it, it's just a, a, a group of of, of of better runners within Newark and, and slightly wider. There's some come from Grantham and what have you to be coached by Bill Taylor. Um, Who is one of your coaches? No, no. He's the, he's the father of Linton. Yes, he's also the husband of my dentist. So I have to be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> um. And as I say, it's 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 uh, it's stemmed from there. I've, I have a very good uh, relationship with uh, Jeremy Reichold, who who is the uh, chairman of Not Fast. In fact, um, he's probably the one that's pushed Damien to come over to us more than anybody, because um, he, like some of us, has seen that you know um, they're. I don't want to dig degrade the the other the, the, they're doing a great job not fast and striders but but there's a place for everybody and and we tend to run in high levels of competition and stretch people yeah. though striders did have three they did have three people run at the relays uh, it's just a shame they couldn't get a fourth uh, a fourth runner there because they've got plenty of runners this is the I mean, I've always took striders and not fast as um, a group of friends out running, keeping fit, get getting together, be be being a group, a, a social. Tony and I spoke. Is this a new sort of phrase? Isn't it social sport? Yes. Um, it's something else that's sort of cropped up over the last few years, and oh, for the better, social sport. Where you know it maybe is not all about winning. But it's all about being able to take part. Newark Athletic Club are old school. 
competitive. Yeah. Um, then there's a di- there is a difference, isn't there? Yeah, there is a di- yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know if you if you're running really, you know, you shouldn't be enjoying it. If you're running hard, <laughs> if you're running hard, you should not be enjoying it. Um, it hurts. It's lonely. It's it's not a great. I'm not selling it, am I? It's not. It's not. It's not fun on the on a on a cold winter's night going out and doing eight or ten miles of of running. But there it's is an argument. You, you don't play any sport for it, fun, isn't it? That's his argument. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the case, is it? Well, no, it's not the case. No, but that's um, that's how he would have it, isn't it? Yeah, because, no good nodding. You're on radio. Well, I mean, I, I was I was just. Um, thinking of a, of, of a correct response because I don't agree with non-competitive sports and yet you have uh, argued very convincingly about uh, your uh, grandchildren involved with their rugby club at a young age and the, the fact that the result is actually secondary because they are learning the sport and that the referee <laughs> will actually stop the contest and say look you did that wrong. Do it this way. And I agree with that totally. Up to a certain age. Okay, then. Let's ask Gareth. Well, <clears throat> you, uh, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds... I mean, in rugby, you, you, you get to 14 bef- before you become competitive, right? That's fair enough. Nobody's got a clue what the score is. You've seen junior rugby matches. Yeah. Nobody's got a clue what the score is. Nobody's even actually bothered what the score is. No. They play to improve themselves. And the referee will stop the match halfway through it, whichever team it is, and point out how they can improve themselves. Football slowly but surely is coming round to that. It's taken its normal forever to do it, but slowly but surely it's coming round to that. Athletics have competitive running at eleven. Is that right or is it wrong? Well, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it personally. I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'm not a fan of uh, the uh, junior park run. I'm not against kids running. I think it's great. What I would like to see at Junior Park Run is there's no times, there's no discs given, they just go and run. Because uh, I'm not a great, I'm not a great fan of of kids being regimented uh, from an early age. Anyway, I really don't see the merits of five year olds playing, uh, you know, uh, being coached to play football. Uh, you know, better to go and have a kick around on the park with your mates. That's my attitude. Uh, so uh, it seems to be everything's got to be uh, organised. Uh, there's no spontaneity. Uh, you know, everything's drilled in. That this is this is where you'll play. This is your position. And I, I suppose in in athletics, it's once. Once you're in a race, you're in a race, aren't you? So it's competitive. It's got to be, hasn't it? And and, and, and if you go, what I do to the mini league cross <coughs> country, yeah, it's almost on par with watching a junior football match because yeah. every parent has got their own place and they're running round and yeah. chivying the kids on. And it's well, probably it's probably well, more polite, yes, but mm. it, it's the same principle. And to me. That 11-year-old is running to win. Is not running with a coach saying, no, this is how you get better. Yeah. I, I, I can give a good example of this from a personal point of view. When I was at Bradford Grammar School, um, 
1971, we were split up into houses. And I was in Fairfax House. You was in Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and basically, uh, there was a, a cross-country race. I'll be Gryffindor. <laughs> there, 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 was a, there was a cross-country race. And so I went with a load of mates, <coughs> and we just ran in it for the crack. And I finished 11th, and then the F, out of the whole school. And then they don't know how, it's just a natural aptitude at it. And then all of a sudden, because I finished 11th, the athletics coach got hold of me and said, right, I'd like you to run for the school. And I thought, nah, that's not what I'm in it for. <laughs> and, 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 and I pulled out of it and, and didn't enjoy it anymore. After. Yeah, yeah. Well, you say the, you, you watch the mini-league. My granddaughter actually ran in that uh, under-11s race. Um, she's uh, barely old enough. She's nine and a bit. She's she not old enough then, is she? <laughs> 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 she isn't old enough. <laughs> um, she wants to. She wants to follow. <laughs> she wants. She, she wants to follow Uncle Mimi. That's uh, that's my son, Tim. Uh, <clears throat> she hasn't. Still hasn't worked out that Grandad was actually a better runner than her uncle is. But that's <laughs> beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but she she ran. 14. She ran, and I said, and I, you know, at the end, I said really oh that was really good really, you know you did really well she said but granddad I was last and I said that don't matter you, you know you just just enjoy See, it th- 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 this is what wor- worries it always wor- worried me this is where Tony and I disagree on, on this one but granddad I was last it was the first thing in her mind yeah but granddad yeah I was last yeah Thomas how do you get on at rugby we got beat heavy but I ain't got a clue what the score was <laughs> I just think rugby has it right and everybody yeah. else should look at what they do. Yeah. Yes, be competitive, but let's find an age to start be competitive. Yeah. And that age is not five, six, But But, but it, was, it was when Megan came home from school after they'd had their um, ath- athletics day, their uh, sp- sports day, and uh, she came home with a medal and went, wow, you won a medal. <laughs> and then... She said, yeah, we all did. <laughs> and I thought, what is the point of that? <laughs> and actually, yeah. uh, rather upset about saying that in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> Tax and diplomacy, yeah. what was your strongest yeah. points? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you all get a medal at the London Marathon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean... It, it, What's the difference? B- b- because you've completed 26 miles, this was just for turning up, you know. <laughs> and, anyway, uh, the, the fact is, you do stop competitive at under 11s and back to the original question then how how upsetting has it been for you, you in particular that many many good runners have, have, have come and gone over the last 20 years <laughs> well it's I don't say it's upsetting it's uh, annoying yeah yeah um but it's not just at Newark. I mean, and I don't think it's just athletics. Uh, it's sport, isn't it? I You're mean, probably right. Yeah, we get to uh, we get to the age where Tony's saying this should start to be competitive, and that's the age of starting to decide they no longer want to do it. Um, you know. Um, I mean, I suppose 
your beloved ladies rugby are a, an exception there that they've come together at a later in, in, in terms of around about 15 and now they're going forward so they haven't had those six or seven years of doing it before yeah. and yeah and and, and and getting fed up with it it's still probably a novelty to yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah um so i think that is part of the thing it's it's a the, the sooner you start the earlier you're going to finish i suppose the, the main thing just to end this one though is <coughs> there is still a good working friendly relationship between oh there's an excellent working relationship between the the three clubs um I don't know the word. I, I, I was adjudicating the, the works up half uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I saw two striders. Uh, I said, "Do you know the way to the start?" And they said, "Well, vaguely." I said, oh, "I'll follow you to," because um, I, I suppose I ought to be there because I'm adjudicating. <laughs> um, so we followed them down. We got into conversation, and and it was interesting because I actually said to them, "Well." looking at it I said the athletic club couldn't accommodate all of you striders and all the not fast we just wouldn't be able it wouldn't it wouldn't function so in actual fact it's working out I think it's working out well and I think that the ones the ones that want to run harder faster not do the obscure events um will i think we've started it now they'll 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 come to us it's not to say you had to get further on and may go back to yeah. really for not fast or to striders um i think it's wonderful yeah it's, yeah and it's only going to improve the running skills of the newark yes elite. yeah um, as well and make well, them yeah, better you know because it's surely in, in, in any sport you've got to challenge yourself as much as anything else haven't you well yeah I mean, know, and, and, and this is let's go back to dear old Adam you know if Adam had got himself a coach 10 years ago 15 years ago whenever he could have probably had an England vest oh yeah without you know, doubt quite, quite easily you have to challenge yourself if you know if one of flow players players got a bid in from somebody a couple of levels higher go make the best of it give it a go if it doesn't work come back the same the same <coughs> the same with the rugby it happens with the yeah God, we know it happens at the rugby me and you have been down there well, yeah. where's he this week oh he's you know he's he's gone off to leicester or sheffield or somewhere well yeah okay the best of luck yeah you know you've got to try it haven't you yeah all right memory two we've had your best memory when you was actually physically doing it how about when you've been in one of these very posh places with your wonderfully sort of straw hat on and your blazer i I suppose memory two has got to be a name dropping event when i was in the um in the call room in the 2012 olympics and i was asked by a tall jamaican sprinter if I would assist in pinning number on his back. And it was shaky hands time because I didn't really want to pin 
uh, put the sticker <coughs> pin in the back of Usain's uh, Usain. So uh, yeah, that's Usain uh, to win, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that that's the that's the uh, thing from Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the thing. I pinned the I pinned the race number on uh, the back of Usain Bolt before one of his races in the 2012 Olympics. He looks massive on television <clears throat> he's a very tall chap um he's a very um he can be quite intimidating um there's this thing about never meet your heroes isn't yeah, yeah. Um, he yeah he's sort of keeps telling me he's moved in sort of circles and <coughs> did he come over was was he polite was he pleasant no 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 wasn't he no oh not not particularly we had the um i was in the uh i was in the final call room at the uh at the commonwealth games four by 100 and i was on a more or less a overseeing brief that night <coughs> and he came in and the young lady um asked him if she could see his numbers back and front and would he pin his leg number on to his shorts because there'd been a incidents in earlier rounds where the leg numbers had flown off and he looked at her and he said <clears throat> if we lose this race tonight it's going to be because of all the hassle i've had in the courtroom poor girl was absolutely quaking <laughs> and nothing more happened two minutes two or three minutes later He's out on the track and he's giving his old lightning bolt thing and big smiles and whatever. So it's all a show. Yeah, but the poor, it probably spoilt the poor woman. Spoilt the poor yeah. girl's uh, evening. Yeah. Who was there doing it? Yeah. Yeah, was a volunteer for the love of it. And it is back to you don't want to meet your heroes, I suppose, mm. isn't it? And I'm going to press a button before he starts telling me another story. Okay, um,. Back to the phone lines. For the ones you that was actually listening last night to us, you'd have found out that um, Lynn has become the first strider ever to complete the alphabet of part runs. If you've got a good memory, you'll know that um, Lynn and Stacey was in the studio a few months ago and was vying with each other to who would complete this. It took a trip to the other side of Europe to do it, and live on the telephone now, fresh from being crowned the alphabet queen of Newark Striders. Lynn's here to tell us the story of the weekend. Where did you go and uh, what was it called? We went to a place in Poland and it was called Malbork, which is strange, but the actual part one was called Zamek W. Malbork. And this was needed, obviously, to complete the 25-letter alphabet of the part run. It was, yeah, the last letter for me. So let's just recap then, and um, your favourite? My favourite part one would be Dolby Forest, which um, is Yorkshire. That sounds hard work. <laughs> no, it's, it's quite nice, it's a little bit hilly, but it's through a forest, so it's very picturesque. The least favourite? The least, oh, Sheringham. Again, through a forest, it's very hilly, lots of climbs. I didn't like that one at all. <laughs> Uh, what happens now? Because you've done it. Is it is it sort of retirement time? No, there's other challenges that can be done, so move on to them and see how we get on with the other ones now. Okay, so what's next in line then? 
Um, probably the Pirates Challenge, so you have to do seven seasons and R. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So that's the next one online. We've, we've got to say that Andrew, Emily, Mark um, all went over with you. There was four of you that went over to Poland for and, the weekend. And Stacey as well. And, and Stacey. There's no mention of Stacey on here. Come on, Graham. She didn't, com- she didn't complete her alphabet, though. But the other four all completed the alphabet as well. How, how, how many Stacey out then now? Um, I think she needs another four, so she's close. Ah, but you've won. You are the <laughs> alphabet queen of the Newark's Driders. And hey. the can they, what, a t- what a title, what a title to have. How long has it taken? Um, I've been part running for about four years, but we've only really tried to do the alphabet probably in the last 12 to 18 months. It's brilliant, and I, I remember when you both come in here talking about it. The thing is, we think... There's got to be somewhere in China, because ev- almost everything begins with an X in China. <laughs> There's got to be somebody in, somewhere in China, this little town in the middle of nowhere, beginning with an X, that's going to do a park run. Probably, and they'll get lots of tourists if they do. <laughs> we'll all be there. That'd be interesting, trying to get a visa to go in there. It will, because I would say about half the runners on Saturday were probably from the United Kingdom, all searching for the, the Z. <laughs> all going for the Z. You've all realised where it is, so you've all, you've all descended on, on the... It must have done the tourism trade, the world ago. Was it a pretty part of Poland? It was, yes, it was lovely, because it was run alongside the castle grounds and along a river, so it was really nice. Good stuff. So an, enjoy- an enjoyable weekend as well. It was, it was lovely, yes. Well, then... Thanks for coming on and telling us, and uh, congratulations on the achievement. And shall we do it once again? The Alphabet Queen oh, of Newark Striders. We're going to try and get that one to stick. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Lynn. Talk to you Cheers. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I know you're not a great part room fan, Gareth, but there is a place for it. Oh, definitely a place for it. Uh, my, uh, my thing with it is that if I wanted to put a competition on, in the in the park I would have to get a permit I'd have to have uh, first aid I'd have to have it taped I'd have to have it marshalled you know the the list goes on and on I'd have to do risk assessments uh, all all the lot Uh, maybe these things happen but uh, for park run but it doesn't seem to be there on the the surface I mean I've been I've handed out discs at the end I've actually I actually run in them I, I don't have a I think it's uh, I think it's great to uh, to see that number of people turning out on a on a Saturday morning. Um, you know, um, be interesting if they all had to pay a fiver a time. Whether the enthusiasm would be the same, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, good luck to it. I suppose that that's the, the beauty of the thing, though, is, is is they don't. So really, there is no excuse to get out there and no, no, try and get. Fit. Yeah. I do wonder how many park runners will then go on to be athletes um time will tell won't it time will tell time will tell time will tell on that yeah. one um i do agree with you i have reservations on the younger one maybe at the 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 bottom age group is to me it's well yeah but the, that's, the, the, that's not the, the, the other <clears throat> and i've had a discussion with a guy from <clears throat> workshop um you get some of the better youngsters from from the clubs uh they'll go and do the one with on the saturday with mum and dad and then do another one on the sunday which 
I don't really see as good at all, but uh, that's the way of the world. Yeah, you can push. You can push. You can push too hard and too soon. Um, the third of the three memories, um, the television one. I mean, do you get, do you watch a lot of television? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So it's got to be, I assume, the Olympics from some. Man, you, you're pretty much there and standing on the well, <laughs> No, I've only been to one. <laughs> um, I think uh, looking on the television, then it's got to be uh, uh, Mexico, 68, 400 metre hurdles. Uh, and who cares who finished third? Um, David Emery winning the 400 metre hurdles and that famous statement from Mr Coleman with regards to John Sherwood who just won a bronze medal and that was his comment <laughs> and who cares who comes third <laughs> <laughs> and apparently John said to him afterwards when he when he apologised to him for his comments John Sherwood said to him uh, well who does care who finished third <laughs> well this is true <laughs> Who <clears throat> does? So yeah, just um, an interesting one on on here. The match referee <coughs> one hour ago, so that would be sort of five to seven, called the Bridgewater Town Saltash United FA Vars match. So Bridgewater Town, that's gets the Western Supermare Saltash in Cornwall. <laughs> And Saltash turned up for the game. Well, 56 minutes ago, they would have been there, wouldn't they? <laughs> the referee has deemed the pitch unplayable. Why can't they do these pitch you inspections know, that are decent? They can't, times, you know, have to make the mind up and look at a weather forecast. It's yeah, it's um, absolutely. Well, weather forecast never really bothered you, though, was it? No, no. Just get out there and get on with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just a VAR. Oh, you? Oh, well, okay, <laughs> right, right, all right. So, <laughs> so have then. you? Here have you um, <clears throat> have you thought of having Mr. Coot into the uh, studio? Mr. Coot's not allowed to come and talk to us. <clears throat> to, uh, to to uh, comment on his uh, <coughs> use of the VAR at the United Liverpool game. Uh, we haven't asked him on that one, but <clears throat> Mr. Coot, unfortunately, on, on 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 the orders of Mike Riley, is not allowed to come and talk to menials like me. Right. Um, I'm not blaming David Coot. Um, even though Tony thought I was the other night, I'm not blaming David Cook because these people who, who sit in Stockley Park are working under specific instructions of Mike Riley, and that's the man that de deserves the blame for all this mess. Not VAR itself, because there's nothing wrong with the technology. No. Technology is perfect. Keith Hackett was talking in the Daily Telegraph on Monday, or, or obviously doing a comment piece in the Daily Telegraph on Monday, said Mike Riley should be sacked. I agree. That was in the paper. I agree. Mm. If you'd watched, I didn't see much of it, but the, the, the Chelsea-Ajax match last night, there was a VAR problem, the referee ran off the length of the pitch, looked at a monitor on the side of the pitch, made his own mind up, and inside 45 seconds it was all over. Deli Alley's performance with the handball, which was blatant handball, took 27 takes of a camera and just under four minutes to decide... But when you've got says he now throwing his arms out for people who were not looking at the webcam. You've got the you've got the England ladies game. Was it against Cameroon where the camera where the opposition threatened to walk off? Yes. And they had a lady referee in that who every five minutes was going to consult the pitch side monitor. So you've got that as well. I'm not 
yeah, what I say is football has got no place for VAR. Get on with the game as it should be played. Gareth, yeah. you brought the subject up. You give us your definitive answer. No, I don't think it should be there. Because I think uh, it's real time that you're working in. And uh, I think you'll find that uh, the referee stroke uh, his assistants the vast majority of time will get the uh, will get the results correct see in cricket it's made the umpire's job well anybody can do oh, it well anybody can do anybody it can't can they do that because, yeah. they don't, because they don't make decisions you anymore know. but he doesn't have it does he well no he's he hasn't got a snickometer where he's at his level thank, thankfully um, <laughs> but you just do it as it should be done in football. In, in, Human nature. International umpires, they just haven't. They just ain't got to make a decision anymore because it's all done for them. Rugby, I think, have got it absolutely spot on, and I don't know why football can't follow rugby. But it's two different types of people, I suppose. And it's a different pace sport. Yeah, it, I, yeah. In, in rugby league, it's part of it. The big screen is part of it. But in football, if you saw the game on Saturday. The players run into the bag of balls because the ball's gone out of play. Run into the bag of balls to grab a ball to take a throw in. It's non-stop, and it doesn't need VAR to spoil the enjoyment of everybody. On the athletic <coughs> athletic side, they uh, <coughs> they use videos now in the big uh, big events at the indoor championships that were held in Birmingham. There were a lot of uh, disqualifications. Uh, in fact, I think it was in one of the 400-metre races, the whole of the field was di dis disqualified for lane infringements. The interesting thing was that most of those lane infringements were not picked up by the, the umpires. They were picked up by a gentleman watching very slow uh, frames of, of, of the runners, you know, um, picking them up slightly touching the line etc it so it's going you know people always clamoring for technology and then there's now a lot of thing a lot of complaints that there were so many people disqualified but if you're going to use technology it's going to take everything to that end degree yeah. and it's going to have to be spot on and if you're an armpit or a big toe in front you're wrong <laughs> human eyesight Go back to what Tony says. Let's go back. Gareth, thank you for coming in tonight. Thanks for having me. Um, we've covered bits of everything, and that's the great thing about it. When you come in here, we talk about a bit of everything, and that's why we love it so much. Gareth will come and see us again, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Tomorrow night, it's the Thirsty Football Show with Pitchside Dave. Tonight, waiting out there in the wings. Newark's version of Alan Shearer. The very, our very own genial Jordan. Your goal's here to entertain. We